Well, give these guys, or you gave these guys a hand. This is Rick Seligman and Jim Garling. What a blessing they are. I tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let y'all come right back, so don't, don't go anywhere. Uh, just want to welcome them here, and y'all can do one song, and then we'll do some. Because see, now this is when the actual service starts. So that means everybody has to pay attention, be, be, be nice, quit running around visiting, and, and sit, sit up straight and listen. Now, uh, we're messing with you a little bit, but uh, just what a, what a blessing it is to have everybody here tonight, and uh, such a blessing to have these guys able to play. We do that a little bit beforehand, just to give everybody opportunity to walk around and greet one another, as well as listen to some of the great music that we have. And if you're, if you're just watching online, you miss all that. We've had 30 minutes of great fellowship and great music. So uh, what a blessing it is. Well, we're going to, let me ask you a question. Are you expecting? Well, amen. I believe if we're expecting, God's going to meet us right where we're at. You know, it was a blessing to be gone last week. Uh, appreciate Willie. He did a good job, didn't he? Let's give him a hand. Amen. If you missed it, you ought to go back online and listen to it. He did a great job. Uh, uh, I was blessed to get to go to uh, spend a few days with our, our grandson, and uh, Sue and I did. We, we ran to Denver and uh, Brecken, or, uh, Westminster and uh, there and, and got to see him for a couple of days. Oh, and we saw our daughter and son-in-law too. But uh, anyway, uh, we spent some time with Holt and, and loved that. And then we went on over to Moab. And over into Utah, and got to see the arches and 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 Grand Canyon, or the Canyonlands uh, State or National Park. And one of the things on our bucket list we wanted to do spent three days over there, and came back, spent two more with grandson, and and then headed home. But it was a blessing to be gone. And and you know something that I've learned to be refreshed and be ready to preach and minister on a, on a everyday basis with all that that taxing uh, things that happened in ministry. You need that time and. And so I've learned to do that. That's hard for a old farm ranch boy that uh, is supposed to be working all the time. It's hard to take off and do nothing. But I've learned that it's uh, it's important. And so, but we want to open with a word of prayer. Willie, going to open with a word of prayer for us. Heavenly Father, we just welcome you in this place tonight. Lord, we just pray an anointing over Pastor Kelly as he prepares to deliver a message tonight, and over over the song that's going to. Prepare our heart for it, Lord. Lord, I pray that people come in here ready to receive and, and leave here full, that they carry the word outside the four walls of the church and be the light to people's paths. We just give you the praise and glory for everything that's going to take place in here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, you know, uh, you've already heard, and many of you know these two, if you've been here very many times, but if you haven't and if you're watching online, Jim Garling comes uh, come to us from over Perkins. Uh, been a part of lots of different uh, ministries and plays a lot of different places. You see him popping up all over the all over the country, all over the place, and uh, plays uh, several different venues as well as uh, church and ministry stuff. But uh, blessing to have him and Rick just threw in with him. Uh, Rick's moved here now uh, from uh, Las Vegas, and and uh, we're blessed to have him retiring. Him, him and his wife Jackie. And very thankful for them able to play. And they're a blessing. So let's, let's let them come back and do a song before we do announcements. Thank you. Now, he made out like I might be somebody, but I'm not. <laughs> Just old Jim Garling from Oklahoma. I like to tell this story about this particular hymn because it puts the pressure a little on the preacher. Uh, Lewis Jones wrote this particular hymn. And he went to seminary to be a preacher, but he ended up being a songwriter. And he says, 
that he got all his inspiration for his songs from listening to pastors' sermons. That's no pressure, is it? 200 songs he's written. And this one right here is probably the one is the most recognizable. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. All right, help me out. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, my Rick. and pride. There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tribe. There's wonderful power in the blood. Let's sing out now. There is power, power, wonder world power in the blood of the land. There is power. Somebody say amen. I got a couple. Here's a good question. Here's a good question. Would you do service for Jesus, your king? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Would you do daily his praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. All right, here we go. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the land. There is power. You can. Yeah. Can you a clap? It's just blood. Okay, everybody clap. Here we go. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the land. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the land. <laughs> Make a couple of announcements here real quick, and y'all jump back up here and do three more or so, and I tell you what, you ain't done yet. What, man, we let you have all that time beforehand, and now, know, now you're just trying to sit down. Now. It's like, man, he goes, I'm tired. <laughs> no, uh, he's forgotten the format. That's all right. Listen, uh, well, we like to have a lot of fun around here. And, and you know, one of the things that, that and we're so blessed to get to use this facility, um, uh, Dakota and Clarissa Davis uh, bless us with this. They open up and, and give us the uh, 
provide the cafe open. If you if you didn't realize, you can eat here uh, starting at about six o'clock and and or five thirty, and and they'll have uh, great hamburgers and usually a special and the peach pie tonight. It was really good. I was so glad I noticed that it was there. Love that. All right, <clears throat> but uh, let's give them a hand. Uh, also, next week will be Bobby Bowen, and uh, so he's uh, really good out of Nashville. We love love having Bobby here. Uh, also, um, I hear there's a birthday, and somebody's birthday is today. Patty Hovis. <laughs> I heard she was 39. Is that right? Close enough? Amen. All right. Well, I tell you what, her, her, her husband said, I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Be sure and get her. Get her good. All right. Is there anybody else that has a birthday this week or today or that you want to? Uh, we're going to sing happy birthday. I mean, you might as well jump in here, and I guess you could hear me sing. Unfortunately, Jim, I should have had you do this, but you can do it. Let's sing happy birthday to her. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Patty. Patty. Happy birthday to you. Now he's going to make my voice crack. Going up here high. <laughs> All right. A couple of other things. Uh, men's, uh, the men's ministry, Full Armor Men's Ministry, will meet down at Camp Clearview this Saturday at uh, 5 to 8. They'll have food and fellowship uh, ministry time. So if you'd like to join them, that's uh, across the road here, headed towards Drummond and, and just right there on the uh, east side of the road, uh, two and a half miles south uh, at Camp Clearview. Also, uh, we got a, a Easter sunrise service. If it's Easter morning, uh, you want to get up early and be there at 7 a.m. The Carrier Church, uh, where I pastor, will be uh, having a, a sunrise service. We'll have a little music. We'll have a little teaching. Uh, it's pretty cool to be outside right there beside the church. If the weather's bad, we'll go inside. Um, it should be pretty warm this year, and so uh, that's available. Is there any others? I don't want to just announce mine, since we have so many churches represented. Is there anybody else having a sunrise service that needs to be announced? Willowview. Okay, Willowview does one usually, I guess, out in the parking lot like they, they've done. The, I don't know. Anyway, but it's there at the church. Okay, as long as uh, Willowview over there on Purdue. Yes. Make sure I got the right street. All right, uh, the cowboy or the uh, arena ministry uh, here at that uh, we built the arena down here. We had our first play day last fall. We're going to have another play day uh, this coming April 22nd. Uh, we got uh, buckles donated for the high money. There's the information. There's flyers available. It'll be on Facebook. If you got any kids, and it'll be from 18 and under, different age groups. Uh, we're going to do a, a sled um, breakaway. Uh, roping and for the kids, and then uh, barrels, poles, flag, uh, and oh man, there'll be stick horse barrels for the little guys, and it's a lot of fun, and dummy roping, and so uh, we, we, me and Sue and I ran that last year, and I had to demonstrate the stick horse barrel racing. I want you to know I was fast. All right. All right. Let, uh, also, notice these offering buckets around, and Man, I tell you what, uh, if, you, if you want to give into good ground, you want to sow into the kingdom of God, our, our belief is, is that as you give, as you sow seed, that the Bible is true when it says that it will return to you your give, uh, on your giving, even multiply it. Uh, that's what our prayer is for you, that not only are you helping us do the, the work of the kingdom, but you're going to have your need met because you're obedient in your giving and your sowing. So we pray that you prayerfully ask yourself, what is it that we can give? 
and so expecting believing God with you. So let's pray over this offering and this, uh, this time. Father, we just come before you. We thank you. First of all, we thank you for the blessing upon Enid Livestock Market for allowing us to use this building. Father God, they, they sow into the kingdom of God by letting us use this facility. Father, we thank and praise you that Dakota and Clarissa's hearts are with us. And Lord, we give thanks for them. We praise you that you bring a blessing on them uh, for what they do. But Father, also for those who give, as they sow into the kingdom of God, they're not just dropping money in the bucket, but Father, they're, they're planting seed in the kingdom of God. And Father, we see that as a, as a return and a harvest for them. That Lord God, regardless of what happens in this world, that they're tapped into by doing things God's way, your way, Lord. They're tapped into a heavenly economy that is not limited and, and, and experiences no drought, experiences no failure. But Father God, you supply our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God, for the, for the abundance of giving, the, those willing to sow a seed. We praise you for their return. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I tell you what, we're going to have these guys come back, and uh, I don't think we've had quite enough of them, so we're going to have them come back and do just a few more songs. Let's give Jim and uh, Rick a hand. Mansion on the hilltop. I do believe, I honestly believe, that the Lord has built me a mansion. I live in a pretty nice place right here, but it ain't nothing. Yeah, everything's clean, no dirt, no dust. Praising the Lord all day long. And this song right here kind of talks about it. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below A little silver A little gold But in that city Where the ransomed will shine I want a gold one That silver line I've got a mansion just over the hilltop In that bright land Where we'll never grow old Hallelujah And someday yonder We will never more wander The walk on streets that Are pure as gold Got a man. 
just over the hilltop In that bright land where we'll never grow See, what are we going to do? Let's, let's, let's look right here. Look right here. Oh, I like that one I had right there. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for me. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. It's good enough for me. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion Give me that old-time religion It's good enough for me It was good for our mothers It was good for our mothers And it's good enough for me Give me that old-time religion Give me that old-time religion Give me that old-time religion It's good enough for me It has saved our fathers Saved our fathers It has saved our fathers And it's good enough for me
will take us to heaven. It will take us to heaven. It will take us to heaven. It's good enough for me. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It's good. One more time, Rick. I like that stuff, man. Yeah, now you can move that out of the way. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I just, I really get into that. I, I love to play guitar. I'm just not, I'm, I'm okay, but man, uh, this, this was really good. And, and of course, letting Rick shine. I tell you what, uh, somebody asked me, said, was he professional? And I said, well, he might not say he is, but I said, I, I, I promise you he is. Anybody that can uh, not play with somebody and then just jump in and, and, and play with somebody that's a, uh, it, it's it's uh, pretty pretty awesome, and of course Jim's very very handy himself. All right. Well, listen, I do have a serious word tonight. I'd love to listen to that music all night, but uh, I tell you what, there's something that I believe that uh, God wants to do and speak into our lives tonight, and and I'm calling this guarding your thoughts. You know, I've had an opportunity to uh, experience a lot in my life, and uh, having walked with God nearly nearly my entire life, but walked in ministry. Uh, most of my adult life, um, and and being a part of several different churches, but in in all of our life, what we we were, I guess we had our first uh, uh, daughter when I first went into ministry. The first time I began to preach, uh, she was just a just a baby, and uh, now I think she's thirty one or thirty two. And and so, um, but in those times and all those seasons, God had us in different places and different things that we experienced and, and we went through. And you know, there's a lot of challenges that come with ministry, but listen, there's a lot of challenges that come with life. And what I've learned is, is, is as I go through those things, there's, there's several things that are foundational that, that enable me to continue to walk strong. And one of them is to guard my thoughts. Because listen, uh, I wrote this down uh, this afternoon. Our mind is a powerful thing. And it's where the devil meets us to talk to us, to talk us into fear and out of trusting God. He sends us a movie reel of our past, and he'll send it over and over until it becomes a stronghold that we can't overcome. You know, there's something out today, and if you're into social media, you've probably seen the reels. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You, you can waste and burn a whole lot of time on those reels. And, and the one my daughter, was, our youngest daughter, was saying last night she was home from uh, college, stopped in there, and, and, and she, she saw us uh, last night, and she said... Uh, he said, Dad, you always send those reels of somebody getting hurt or, or, or crashing or falling, you know. There was, I sent him one, I was just laughing. This guy just jumping off the, the, the diving board, and he, d dummy, you know, he didn't jump out. He jumped up, and it's a high platform. He lands on his back, flips over, does a belly flop from about 12 feet up. Now, some of you might think, gosh, you think that's funny? <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was hurt serious. I mean, if he'd have been hurt serious, it wouldn't have been funny. But you know how that it is. That's the way it is with cowboys. I mean, you know, it's it's always it's always funny as long as you know as long as you don't die. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, y'all know I'm telling the truth. But anyway, we've got these reels. And what do they do? They play over. They get to the end. And, and, and well, a lot of times I'll be laughing at one, and Sue will say, what are you laughing at? I said, well, hey, hey, hang on. Wait, wait. You got to go wait until it gets back to the start, and then you, go, then you show it to her. You got to get it right at the start so you don't start in the middle of it, right? And, and so you jump in, and, and you hear this thing. But you can watch it over and over. There's one of this guy swinging. And he goes, wee! And he's on this little swing. I don't know what he's doing. And then the chain breaks, and he falls in the fire to kind of, not completely, but, you know, he had a little campfire there. I laugh till I cry every time I watch it. Fifteen times in a row. Over and over. It's hilarious. But you know what? There's times when the devil brings a reel and causes our thoughts, and, and, and we'll, it'll go over and over and over again, and we can't swipe up. We can't go to the next one. But see, here's the thing. God gives us the ability to reject those thoughts, to bring our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And what we have to do is we have to learn to exchange those. We have to learn how to swipe up to the God word and the real that God is speaking. This is the way that we walk in victory. Dwight L. Moody said this. He said, I've never met a man who has given me more trouble than myself. How many of you can, can say, say amen to that sometimes? Your, your, yourself is the greatest challenge. In fact, I wrote this down. The first and best victory is to conquer yourself. All of the significant battles are waged within oneself. See, many people will seek to change scene or scenery when the most important thing is to change yourself. Something I've learned in, in, in my years of, of, of counseling people or, or ministering to people There'll be people come with a problem and, and they're in this problem and it's the same thing over and over again and they'll be doing parts of things that are right and, and, and good, but yet they get these same results that are wrong and they're, and they're bad. And they don't realize that they, they think they need to change a relationship or change a job or change a city or, or move somewhere else. Something else will satisfy and they don't realize that the problem is still with them because it's them and it's in them and, it, and it's going to follow you. You know, I, I remember one time, one time over the last several years that a man I'd never met contacted me through our, our Facebook ministry and our online ministry, and, and he messaged me, and he said he was praying for a wife. He really wanted a wife, and he was, he was I don't know, any, I don't remember how old he's been, his 40s maybe. And, and so, you know, the, the, the choices and selection are, are, are a challenge, those sort of things. And, and, but he's really wanting his wife. He said, I don't understand why God didn't bring me a wife. And I said, I said do you think you have everything in your life from your past dealt with so that you can be the husband that anybody would need or someone would need. And he said, well, I don't know. And I said, maybe God is more concerned or just as concerned with that woman he's, he's preparing that you need to get you fixed. You've got to work on us. And you know what? But here's the wonderful thing. God in His love, His grace, and His mercy didn't leave us alone to do that. He gave us the tools of the Spirit of God. He gave us the Word of God. He gave us the help of brothers and sisters in the Lord. He gave us preaching of the word, and, and he gave us the things that we have need of. But we got to work on those things. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And, and I want you to see this tonight, uh, maybe with new eyes. Maybe these are familiar scriptures to you. But these are things that, and here's the thing. I don't worry about preaching something new all the time. I got delivered from that a long time ago. You preach to the same church and same people year after year, week after week, and, and pretty soon you're going to come back around and, and some guys will, 
I've heard of this. I don't know if they really do this, but I assume some pastors, after a while, they've got a file full of sermons, and, and they get to the end of it. It's like, well, I need to go to another church because, you know, I don't have anything new to preach. Well, last time I figured it, or last time I checked, these are things that I have to keep engaged in my life constantly so I know you do too. They're helpful to us. We need to hear some things over and over again. How do you get proficient at fiddle? How many hours do you think you've put in on that? Couldn't he mad them up? Probably, probably two to four, two to four a day. Okay, two two to four a day for you know a couple years. No, since 1976. Okay, see see I can tell you this: I am not as proficient at guitar as I would like to because I'm not spending as much time. I'm a I'm a decent guitar player and I'm satisfied. But as a man of God and somebody who's going to walk in the authority of His Word and understand all the promises of God, this is where I spend my time, mostly. I'm a pretty good cowboy. I'm a pretty good roper. I'm pretty good at, at, at some of these other things. But the things that we become proficient at are the things that we get a hold of. So hearing something again and again, you ever, you ever have me turn to a screen? Don't tell me if you do. But you ever hear, you, you, he's, oh, here's going to that, he's going to that scripture again. I've heard that one. Well, you know, I'll tell you kind of like I heard a guy say when, when, when I was young, he said, well, when you figure that out, I'll move on to something else. <laughs> See, I remember when, when teaching the kids how to tie their shoes or shoot a basketball or hit a baseball or rope, whatever it was, we had to do it over and over and over again. We want it to become what? Muscle memory. That's in sports. You want it to be muscle memory so that you don't have to think. What about the Word of God? How do you respond? Do you respond with the flesh or do you respond with the Spirit? Do you respond with the right thing? And when that reel of your past and your failures and your weaknesses and the lies of the devil come, when he comes into your mind and, and tries to talk you into fear, how do you respond? God had not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The, the, the Word of God of love, power, and a sound mind, He, he instills that in us. That's how I, you know, you want to know how I know that scripture so well, 2 Timothy 1 7? Because as about a fifth grade boy, there was bullies at school, and when I'd ride the bus, I'd think about them all the way to school, and I'd worry about them. It was after my dad had died, and my grandpa's weren't around. Nobody was, nobody was, going, was, was telling me, fight them. I wish somebody would have, because I waited until I was about a sophomore, tormented by these boys, and finally, on one night, they just they come up to me, and I was at a time where I was just like, all right, let's just go. Come on. No, man, we're friends. Man, we ain't been friends all this time. You're bullying me around. Well, I mean, I wanted to fight, and I was wishing he would have. I didn't care if he whipped me or not. I was done. See, when we get to a point we're done, that's when, it, that's when, it, when things will change. We've got to be willing to respond with God's Word when, when we hear a lie that, that speaks fear in our lives. I had a conversation with Donna up there. Uh, the, before the service. She said, I, I got a problem. Uh, somebody challenged her salvation. She responded, somebody asked her something about if she was saved. And, 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 and is that right if I tell you your story? Since I'm halfway through it. Huh? Don't, no problem? Okay, you said, you said no problem. I, I was hoping that was, okay. <laughs> now everybody knows Donna Prochaska knows the story. Well, anyway, it was great. Because, see, here's the thing. Somebody came to her and asked her, challenged her on her salvation. And she said, well, yeah, I'm saved. I was baptized. 
the lady turned to her and said, you're going to hell. Now, <laughs> I didn't, I, I kidded her. I said, you must have run into one of those mean Christians. And I, I tagged it. I put something else with it, but I'll leave that part alone. But here's the thing. The challenge was on, was on her. How do you respond? Well, now, was she saved or not? She said, you know, I was caught off guard. I didn't know how to respond. But she said, I remember when the pastor came to my house and sat down at our table and went through the scriptures that taught me that I was a sinner in need of a salvation and that all I had to do was confess Him as Lord. And I prayed that prayer and I did that thing. That's all she had to do to respond. She, she, she was asking me, she said, what, what was it? So th there wasn't a doubt in her mind after she remembered, but she could have been challenged with, well, I don't know if I am. I'm not real good. I'm not perfect. Bob, is she, per is she perfect? Hey, notice he's a smart man. He did not respond. <laughs> he's been married a long time. He's a smart man. He didn't respond. But I can guarantee you she's not. But here's the thing. We don't have to be perfect. We have to, be, we have to have received the Word of God. So when the devil tries to come around and tell you you're not good enough, you're not saved, you're not whatever, you can go to the Word of God. What's my response? Because in my mind, he'll set a reel that'll say you're not good enough, you can't do it, you're this or you're that. And you know what he'll add to it usually is somebody's words that have spoken to you in the past. He'll send that to you. Maybe your own failures and what we, what we got to guard against is that we're not going to get into agreement with those. See, the old devil will come, he'll tell you anything but the truth. Y'all realize that. There's no truth in him. He can, the closest he can come to the truth is a half-truth. And what's that? A lie. You see, he can come with something, but, but maybe a half-truth. But here's what we can't do is we we got to make sure that we don't get into agreement with that word. You know, it's easy for us to get down. It's easy for us to get beat up by the devil at some season in life. Maybe you won't for a long time, but all of a sudden the devil come to because he's come to steal, kill and destroy. He'll try to drive you out of church. That one brother up there was out of church for a while. I went to his house and I talked to him. So I'm going to get back. He's back. But see, here's the thing. The devil would love to separate us from God. I know tons of people, and some of you are probably watching. You're not in church because of what people did. It'll go around like a reel in your head saying that church folks, them church folks, that established religion, that church. Well, that's one of the reasons Cowboy Church works for so many people. But I can tell you this. Don't leave God and His people because of what others do. You know, too many times... Listen to this. Too many times we hope vaguely and we dread precisely. We need to flip that around. We, we, need, to, we need to hope precisely. How can we put our hope in something that we are not certain of? Well, it's pretty hard to do. But the Word of God is forever true. Let's look at this verse. You didn't think I was going to get there, but 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh. You know, we've got to understand something. We fight a spiritual warfare. We need to understand and grow and understand that God is spirit and He's life. 
He comes to, He created us in His own image. We are a spirit. We live eternally. You're going to live somewhere eternally. You don't just die and it's over. You, you, you're, you're a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, and you live in this flesh body. When you, when you begin to think about it and separate those, you understand why you're born again, new, recreated, something never existed before, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. On the new birth, that's why they call it being born again. Your, your old man dies. That's why we are baptized and why we represent death, burial, and resurrection into new life. But that's our spirit, man. Our soul, our mind, our, our will, and our emotions have to be trained and have to be transformed over time. But there's something that does do the transforming, and that's the power of the Word of God. See, but, but we've got to set our mind to agree with what the Word says because there's constantly going to be arguments that tell you things contrary to the Word of God. Verse, verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. You see, those, those reels in our head, those thoughts that keep going around, those remembrances of things from our past, those weaknesses, those failures, they're arguments that come up against the knowledge of God, but they build a stronghold in us so that we can't overcome them. But what we've got to learn to do is we've got to learn to swipe up. If you're using the, 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 the smartphone or the, the, the reels idea, you've got to keep going until you get to the one that's got the right words, the right things, speaking the right things. But see, here's the thing. You're in control of that. I just can't do this. Quit arguing with the Word of God because the Bible says you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. The Bible says, the greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. 1 John 4, 4. Make these your response. When the devil comes against you to try to bring you fear or bring you doubt or bring you whatever is contrary to the word of God, you've got to respond with something that shuts that argument down, changes that real, that, that gets the word of God. And then you might have to say it and say it and say it. I was talking to a man dealing with this, just this sort of thing. And I said, look, at, I said, look, you've got to make a choice and a decision that you're going to get your mouth in line with what God's word says, regardless of what you feel. A lot of times we like it when it all feels good. I like it when it feels, I'm a, I'm a feel good kind of guy. I love it whenever, you know, everything's gin and everything's right. I love it when I pray and I get that tingle from God. I, I love it whenever I, 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 I wake up in the morning and I'm happy and I, I love it whenever, you know, everything's going real great. But what, when it's, what about when it's not? You see, I've conditioned myself to refuse to let my emotions and my feelings dictate all of my life. I'm going to walk by the Word of God. Now listen, if things just keep going wrong, I need to also then ask myself, okay, God, what do, I, what, do it, what do I need to do different? You can't just, you know, convince yourself. That's not, that's not what I'm saying entirely. You can't just convince yourself otherwise. You can't just lie to yourself and say, no, I'm not broke, I'm not broke, I'm not broke, when you ain't got no money. But you can say, I'm blessed. And by the word of God, I'm going to trust what the Word of God says. He said, 
if you desire to sow seed, he'll give seed to the sower and bread for food. He said he would supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That isn't just financial, but it would include that. Because how many of you know, it takes money to live. It takes provision. But you know what? I have lived in houses, nice houses that I didn't buy. I've, I've driven vehicles and had things that I didn't buy. God has supplied things at times. He's provided horses. He's provided uh, uh, saddles. He's provided things that I desired, places to hunt, even guns, stuff to use while I was hunting, whatever it was at times. I've also been able to buy them at other, other times. But here's what my point is, is this. I settled a long time ago. It was not, we didn't get blessed when we finally started making more money. We got blessed when we put God's word in our mouth and we decided to say, okay, God, I'm doing what you said do and I'm trusting you with the rest. So we've got we to put something up against that argument. Look at verse 5. He says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought unto captivity to the obedience of Christ. You want to bring those thoughts, you want to cast down that argument that says, no, you can't have it. No, you're not good enough. No, I mean, it all begins with my relationship with God. Because if the devil can convince you that you're not good enough, he'll convince you that God's grace and his love for you was not enough. You know, God's not always happy with our decisions, but he never stops loving us. And he never stops extending his grace. And he never stops sending the power to deliver us. We've got to be willing to shut off that other stuff and come to him. See, the devil will make sure to come into our minds with all those thoughts. He'll remind you of that one time when you thought you'd given your life to God. and Somebody came to you and judged you. Criticized you. I know people that left the church and left God because somebody was worried about what somebody was wearing or what somebody's piercing was or what somebody's whatever else was. I'm getting on somebody's toes, I'm sorry, because uh, I tell you what, we got to be aware of these things. we got to walk in love. Now, listen, I don't condone everything. There's things that probably, you know, shouldn't be done. I'm, 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 I'm understanding that. But listen, you control you. You can't control other people. People are going to do dumb things. People are going to do things that just want to push your buttons. By golly, we were driving. We, just, we probably drove 2,000 miles over the last, over last week. And, uh, I mean, we're driving through the mountains, uh, going from Denver on I-70. If you've ever done that, go through the mountains. You go up, 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 and then you go down, 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 and you go down and curve and like eight, eight miles of, of, of a 7% grade or whatever. And, I mean, you're zinging along. And, boy, people need to be smart in that, in that situation. And there's a few people that weren't very smart. We were coming home yesterday or, or, or uh, whatever day it was, Sunday, and Sue was driving, and, and actually we were outside. We were just south of Wichita a little ways. We went around on uh, that away, and, and uh, we're driving down through there, and this car just flying up behind us and goes between her and a semi and just went zing right between us. She said, would you have stopped him from doing that? I said, hmm. A lot of times I would have, but he was coming too fast. I said, not in that instance. I'm going to let him have his ground. 
But a lot of other times, boy, you you know, I'm trying to get around this guy, too, and you're trying to zip up there beside me. I'll just, mm, you know, I'll just push my way on up there. You ain't going to pass me. <laughs> but but anyway, I don't know where that comes into play. But anyway, there's going to be plenty, plenty, oh, plenty of people to, to push your buttons. You can make a choice, though. How do you respond? How do you respond? Now, here's the thing. We're going to sometimes miss it. You ever missed it? Every once in a while, we're going to miss it. You know what God gives us? Repentance and forgiveness. When we fail, we run to God. We, for, we repent. We say, okay, God, that was out of line. That was wrong. And you know what? You can also then pray for the opportunity to have a conversation with that person to make that right. More than one time, I have gone to people and said, listen, I didn't handle that right. That was wrong. You know what? After I do that a couple times, I'm a lot more careful because I don't like doing that. <laughs> I'm a lot more careful about how I handle things. But you know what? We gotta we gotta be willing to cast down those uh, arguments and 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 push those things down. You see, we gotta talk back to our inner critic and never get into agreement with him. We gotta change what we tell ourselves. We're telling ourselves the wrong thing. You know, uh, we gotta make sure that we decide we're in control that we're casting down the argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And we got to make sure that we bring our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? Obedience to His Word of God, or the Word of God. And what are the arguments? The arguments that come against what God said. You know, one of the, one of the foundational things that every believer has got to get a hold of in order to walk in the freedom that God provided them is they've got to realize what, who the, whose they are and who lives in them? You need to spend some time in the first chapter of, of Ephesians. You need to spend some time going through the scriptures that say about you what God says about you. And on, in a lot of cases, you need to take those out and you need to write those down and you need to put them in sticky notes. I'm telling you what, Sue and I had whole lists of things that we were declaring over ourselves by the word of God to change this, th this thought process and this thinking. To declare about us, I wrote this down somewhere, I don't remember where all the, but uh, to declare, make our faith declarations and our expectations. Let's, let's turn to another scripture real quickly, to Philippians chapter 4. And again, this is something familiar to us. But the Lord showed me some new things in this. I love it when I go to a familiar old scripture that I've preached many times, and yet God shows me something new. Philippians chapter 4, verse 1. He says, Therefore... My beloved and, and uh, longed-for brethren, my joy and crown to stand fast is in the Lord beloved. I implore, in, in, what am I reading? Am I, I'm, I am in chapter 4, verse 1. Well, let's, let's speed that up to verse 4. I don't need to, his salutations. I, I didn't need that part. Verse 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know what I learned to do a long time ago? That right there. Regardless. When we were didn't know where we were going to get enough money to pay bills, when the car was broke down, when, when, when we had something mess up, there might be a moment of the flesh. I'm not saying there never was, but there got to be a, a reminder of rejoice. What about when our daughter was going through a battle with cancer? Rejoice. What about when other things were going on? Things that were, were hurting our, our family or, or things that were going that were difficult, learn to rejoice, not for the problem, but in the problem. Why? Because we knew that God wasn't going to leave us there. 
That's the first thing we got to do. Because most of the time, our problems don't exist except in our mind. Think about this. A lot of the problems that we are are, are, are consuming our mind aren't really a problem. They're fear of a problem. They're the possibility of a problem. Now, sometimes they're a problem, but even then, we can rejoice that God isn't going to leave us nor forsake us. You ought to have a list of scriptures of things that are your response at any given moment that will bring you in a place of rejoicing. Rejoice. So we need to make a reel in our mind that goes over and over and over about rejoicing. Declaring what God is going to do. But the second thing is this. Go on here. He says, let your gentleness, gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. This is very familiar to you. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. You know, here's what he's saying right there. He says, don't be anxious. Pray. But here's the thing. A lot of times people pray as a last resort. <laughs> you, you pray and you say, oh my, has it come to that? <laughs> You mean it's gotten that bad? We're going to pray. But yet we ought to have a response. That's the first place we go is prayer. But here's the thing we do, some people do wrong in prayer, I believe, is you just go to God in a conversation telling Him your problems instead of going to Him with an asking and a seeking, asking Him, God, what do I do different? Seeking, show me the answer so I can pray correctly. Show me what it is that's got me in this place. Because a lot of times that place you're in is the same place you've been. It might have been a year or two. It might have been a month or two. But you're going around and around and all of a sudden you begin to say, Okay, God, I'm not doing something right. What is it I need to do different? I tell people this all the time about money. You know, a lot of times we're, we're, we can be doing all the right things and yet still be failing where money is concerned. And it's a stewardship issue. There have been plenty of times where we made enough money if we didn't have all that outgo. Who caused the outgo? She's sitting right up there in a yellow sweatshirt. No, she didn't. Normally it was me. I will, I will be honest. I am the one who, I, I, I like to make money and like to spend money. And a lot of times I like to spend it faster than I make it if I'm not careful. Don't be saying amen. Watch it. Now, thank God, thank God really I am, I am pretty good with money, but she's really good. She's tight. She's so, oh, she's such her father's daughter. I tell you what. So tight. Her her mother, her beautiful mother, sitting there next to him. Jim's passed on to be with the Lord. Uh, but I tell you what, now he 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 was he was squeaked when he walked. Now I'm telling you, he was he was tight. But he also left this earth with a lot more than he ever should have on not never making any big money because of those principles. Well, the, the thing is, I got to ask myself sometimes. Soon I've had to have those conversations. Sit down and say, you know, this isn't working. We know God has supplied. We know God gives us wisdom. What do we have to do different? I, I have to come to God in my prayer time and, and refuse to be anxious. But it's more than just mind over matter. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to be anxious. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, put your peace, your trust in the Lord. Choose to not live in that place of anxiety, but come to God in prayer. And come to God in prayer asking. He doesn't say asking right here, but that's what's important about prayer is ask. But ask in a way of not, God, would you give me the, what I need? God, show me what I need. Why is Proverbs, the first 
really about seven chapters, but especially the first four is about wisdom. Find wisdom, seek wisdom, pursue wisdom, get wisdom above all things. Why? Because that's the application of knowledge. That's, and that's a divine connection from God that gives us the ability to sense and know and understand things that we can never get on our own. I love that. We got to be, be, be willing and set our, 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 choose to rejoice, to go to God in prayer, asking and then seeking. Ask and then seek, keep seeking. And then when you're knocking, I'm, I'm using the, the illustration that Jesus used, but the knocking is us speaking it out in prayer. Getting that door to open by, by speaking the prayer that he's shown us. Not just asking for help, but establishing what our source is. The third thing is this, if we're going to change our mind and, and guard our thoughts, is we've got to learn to be th have thanksgiving as a part of our prayer time. Thanksgiving is, is a declaration of our faith and the expectation. And you know what? Something God showed me on the way driving here while Sue was chauffeuring me over here and I was going over my notes. I wrote this down. You have to... You have to uh, formulate those words of thanksgiving where? Where do your words come from? What do you do before you say something? You, you formulate those thoughts. What does that do? It takes your attention off the problem and puts it on the source. All of a sudden, you're beginning to thank God. Thank God. Not for the problem, for His gratefulness. You begin to thank God. God, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you saved me. I thank you for those, those things in the past. I thank you that your word is... And see, there may be time when the devil's sending you thoughts that says, oh, he's he, he, he not going to do it. You remember that last time? Remember that last time you prayed and you didn't get your prayer answered? Remember that last, you, you remember how many... You, he'll, he'll say, how many times have you been right here? I'm going to tell you what. Thanksgiving releases faith and its declaration in a way that will begin to transform and change things. We have to be willing to say, God, I'm going to thank you for what you said. Again, I ain't ruled by my feelings. It's the same way that woman and I have been married 37 years. She's hard to live with. No, she ain't really. She was. So was I. I guarantee you, when we was 19 years, 18 and 19 years old, when we was first married, we was a couple of kids that were selfish. She especially was very selfish. I mean, just, I mean, had to have her own way all the time. <laughs> I'm really giving you, I ain't, I ain't giving you any fits for a few weeks. So, you know, it's catch-up time. But you know, here's the thing. We have to, we had to learn, but we also had to choose. I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to love you. Choice. Made a, made a choice, and we made a choice together. We're going we're gonna to tithe regardless. Never a question again. We're going to trust God. This is our source. We're going to follow the word the best we can. We're going to be in church. That's before we ever went into ministry. We said, God, you're going to be the center, and we're going to go to you. And so individually and then also together, we went to our, our God on our own behalf. The first thing I began to do, I figured out after a while that I had to work on me. And I said, okay, God, you make me the kind of man she needs me to be. You make me the kind of man you want me to be. And when we began to pray, then she's praying the same thing. And then we'd come together and we'd pray. And then she knew my heart and I knew her heart. And we were never looking at the other as the problem. We were looking to God as our source. And we could begin to thank God. God, I thank you and I praise you that you're at work in our life. And you'll complete the work that you began. 
Lord, I thank you that you're guiding us because your word says if we ask for wisdom, we can get it. He guides and directs us. I've got to wrap this up. The other thing he goes on here in, in, in verse uh, uh, 7, he says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Again, a familiar scripture. Oh, I love this. The peace of God. This is usually what I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing in this verse. This is usually the thing that, I, that I'm, I'm focusing on when I read that verse. The peace of God because I want it. But God showed me something this afternoon. It's the other part, the other word that says guard your heart and your mind. The peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. God's peace has the power to drive away everything that contradicts His word. You see, this, this word, uh, the, the word power that, that comes uh, through so many places in the word. In fact, uh, let's see, let's go to First uh, Peter chapter 5. I want you to see this real quickly. First Peter chapter 1, verse 5, sorry. Don't, don't change it, Whitney. Thought I was going somewhere else. First, uh, first Peter chapter, chapter 1, verse 5. Or verse 3, let's go to verse 3. Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us, uh, begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away and, reserves, and is reserved in heaven for you. That is a confidence, something we can be thankful for. We can go back and we can say thank you that by, through Jesus Christ, through your abundant mercy. I have my inheritance secure. But look at this verse 5. He says, who, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in this last time. This word kept right there is the same word guard over here in Philippians chapter 4. Translated with a different uh, English word, but it's the same Greek word. This is all written in Greek, but they use a different word. But it means this. It means a military term picturing a sentry standing guard as protection against the enemy. We're in the spiritual combat, but God's power and peace are our sentinels and protectors. Well, I'll tell you what, I wanted to just see that because the power of God that we're talking about is the power of God, which is the dunamis power. Dunamis is an amazing Greek word. There's four different power words in the Greek, but this one is, is one that it means energy, power, might, gr uh, great force, great ability, and strength. That's what's living on the inside of us. That's what God's at work to do. And the power of God through His peace is a garrison around our heart. It's, a, it's standing guard. Guarding our heart and our mind. But we sometimes knock the guy out of the way and let the devil come on in. Uh-uh. Stand in the, in the peace and the power of God. This word, the, the power, dunamis, it, it means it's a divine, overcoming, divine power overcoming all resistance. The dunamis, think about this, the dunamis power of God was at work in Jesus resulting in dramatic transformations. This ought to be normal in our lives. But a lot of times we don't understand what God's given us. And a lot of times we don't put it to work. We allow ourselves to be captive in our minds and we allow that reel to keep going but the power of God comes 
to remove those burdens and destroy the yokes of bondage. That's what Jesus desires to do. You know, as I, as I wrap this up tonight, and I could go on and on, you know I could. But I want to wrap this up tonight, and I, I want to close with this challenge to you. Do you have a reel in your mind? Do you have a thought in your mind? Do you have this, this voice in your head or maybe a picture image that keeps coming around that keeps telling you something that's contrary to the Word of God? We need to cast that down. We need to declare it uh, illegal and unlawful in our lives. We need to, we need to resolve that, uh-uh, I'm not going to go there. I started to say a, 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 a little bit ago, you know, I remember when I first began to walk this out. And I can still remember being out there checking cattle or feeding, feeding, maybe, maybe running the tractor, planting wheat, baling hay, we're doing whatever I was doing. And I can remember I'd, I'd be doing pretty good when I, I was quiet and I was in there. And I'd get to doing something else and that thought would come back. And I'd say, nope, here's where I'm going. And I'd speak the word of God. You know what? I'd go down the road a little ways and do something else pretty soon. That thought would come back, that thing would come back. And I'd have to come back, nope, this is what the word of God says. And I kept going back, and I kept canceling out that argument, and I kept bringing my thoughts into obedience with what the Word of God says. He said, well, I don't feel saved. I didn't feel saved a lot of times, in the beginning especially. I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel worthy. But God speaks that Word. We've got to make sure that we choose to, to, to walk that out. Go back to what the Word of God says. Listen, as, as we close tonight, I, I want to I ask you, if you are in that place, that you can make a choice and decision. Okay, God, I'm going to do what Pastor Kelly said. Now, here's the challenge to you. You might have to go back on Facebook or on our website and watch this over and over again. I, I, I would go back and I would watch this, and I would, if this is ministering to you, speaking to your life, I'd watch this and watch this and watch this until you get this down. I'd be reminded of this. Better yet, take notes, stick stuff up on your find it say well i don't know what scripture to use well message me i'll try to help you but better yet pray that's one good thing that the bible app's good for it'll help you find scriptures the other thing is this concordance in the back of a good bible and it'll have words and god will begin to lead you to scriptures let's pray got to wrap it up father we just praise you we thank you that lord this is this is elementary this is this is beginning stuff this is foundational but it's also something we've got to be reminded of constantly. Professional cowboys continue to rope the dummy. Why? Because they've got to keep it automatic. Fiddle players, guitar players continue to practice. Why? Because they've got to stay sharp. Lord, help us to understand the value of doing the same thing with the Word of God. We're going to keep going back to the things that we know are true. The things that protected us at the times in the past. At the time, things that we need to hear. God, we're going to go back and we're going to find and we're going to dig out the scriptures that prove that I'm saved. If I don't feel saved, I'm going to find out what God says. And I'm going to take God's word and I'm going to repeat that over and over. That's going to become the real in my head so that I'm confident, so that the devil no longer can steal from me. If I have thoughts of other, other kinds of thoughts, I go to the word of God. I choose to put them in my thoughts and mind. So Lord, as these people in, in this place, as their hearts are, 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 are desiring this, I thank you, Lord God, that you seal in them this message. Father, I praise you and I thank you that they'll be able to walk free in their minds. Now, Lord, if there's anybody who doesn't know Jesus, watching or, or sitting here, 
you're not sure whether or not you're saved. There's one way to be sure. And that's to, to repent of sin, understanding that you're not ever going to be good enough. So don't try to get good enough before you come to God. That's God's work. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. We simply just come. Probably everyone and almost everyone in this place, and most who maybe are watching, but there might be one who say, I'm not sure. You can simply come and say, Jesus, forgive me. You can say that in your heart. You're taking a first step. Jesus is knocking. You can say, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me. You know what he'll do? He'll forgive you. You may be in this place or you may be watching. You're at that point. But the next step is this. Is say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in the cross. And I invite you into my heart. Lord, you might even say it this plain. You might say, Lord, if you'll have me, I'll give you my life. You know what? He doesn't reject that prayer. He says, I'll take you. I'll take you. You're, you're mine. When we make that decision, that prayer, we can be a, the Bible says we can be a child of God. If you're in this place or you're, or, or you're watching online, the, the ball's in your court responsibility for you now is to come to me to come to somebody and say I prayed that prayer I want, I want you to pray go to another Christian go to, come to me say now I, I, want, I want to pray I want to follow God I don't just want a, a momentary peace I want a life change I want, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ I don't, I don't want to go up and down anymore I want to be there I want to lose that reel that says, I can't do it. And you take on the reel that said, Christ did it for me. Father, I just pray that, that today we'd hear this word, we'd receive it, and we'd walk it out. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, again, the challenge to you on watching and you all here is to say, I prayed that prayer. Because then what we can do is we can help you with the Word of God. We can help you with the Scriptures. That's why I, was, I told Donna, I said, we're going to get you that book that shows you the Scriptures of how you can stand and walk that out. Amen? Well, listen, I went a little bit over time. But that's all right. I didn't get to preach it all last week. Jim, and, and uh, Jim's going to close with one song. Let's sing that, uh, let's sing that uh, Scripture that Amen. you were just read. And Whatever we did it in... Is. We did it uh, in Vacation Bible School. It goes like... Uh, rejoice in the Lord always again. I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always again. I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice again. I say rejoice, rejoice, rejoice again. I say rejoice. Amen. Amen.
Let's close with a quick prayer and you'll be dismissed. Father, we just thank you for this evening. We thank you for all you've done. Lord, we just ask you to bless these people as they leave. I pray that you bless everyone who watches, this, everyone who shares this, everyone who, who hears this maybe, maybe years from now out there on the Internet. We thank you, Father God, that the Word of God will speak. We pray a blessing on them as they leave and as they come again with some, bringing somebody with them. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all. Have a good evening. Come back. We're going to tear down. <laughs>